Hey, and welcome to Faith and Mental Wellness Podcast. And so my question is to you, are you battling with self-sabotage? If so, please be sure to tune in. Today's episode is a meaty, it's amazing, and it will bless you. Also, don't forget to join our email list. You can do so in two different ways. We have a quiz called, Are You Battling With Shame? And we also have a free guide as well that you can download on our website at faithandmentalwellness.faith. So be sure to visit that site. Join our email list to stay connected, to know about new episodes, resources, our summits, and so much more. Stay tuned. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Faith and Mental Wellness Podcast. So today I have a very special guest. Her name is Miss Dewella Malone. She is a published author, a counselor, a pastor, and transformational speaker. She is the CEO of The Michelle Consulting, where she offers services such as branding, training, and counseling for personal and professional growth. Dewella is a board-certified Christian counselor. She has a BA in theology from Hope Bible Institute, where she is currently Currently pursuing her master's degree. She enjoys motivating individuals to be the best version of themselves. So you guys, let's welcome Miss Dewella Malone. Thank you so much for being here. <laughs> Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. <laughs> me too. This is a very, I'm so excited. Okay. I'm just, you guys, I'm excited. <laughs> so the first question that I have for you is what is self-sabotage? What is it? Oh my goodness. So self-sabotage, um, the Webster's Dictionary actually defines it as um, basically any behavior that interferes with your own goals um, and well-being or relationships. So we don't even realize a lot of times that the things that we do, the actions, uh, the words that we may say um, without really properly thinking it through can adversely really hurt us more so than what we're trying to obtain the goal we're trying to get to. So that's pretty much what it is. <laughs> okay, perfect. And so what are some signs to know if you are dealing with self-sabotage? Well, there are actually a lot of different um, signs and ways that you can identify it. Um, but if you've been in the cycle of self-sabotage for many, for many years, a lot of times it will take someone else mentioning it to you. Um, for you to be able to identify it because you're really not doing that self-awareness or that self-check because you're in this cycle of it and you don't know anything else. Um, but if you are able to, um, you know, be aware of that and you're taking time to meditate and like self-reflect and things like that, um, there are things I like to start with the two P's. I'm just going to give you like five, but I like to start with the two P's, procrastination and perfectionism. Um, procrastination in the sense of putting off or delaying tasks that are important and then you're missing deadlines and then you're like not able to get to the place that you were trying to go because you procrastinated and waited to the last minute. Um, the other thing, per um, perfectionism, a lot of people and even especially in the kingdom talk about the spirit of excellence. But there's a place where you can kind of take it too far and you want everything to be so perfect. It's everything, every I dotted, every T crossed. And what you don't way. realize, you used to be that way? Yes. <laughs> what you don't realize is that you get yourself in a cycle of that and you could end up also um, 
you know, extending out the deadline or, you know, not meeting the quota or whatever, because you're trying to get everything so perfect. And so it's really essentially you setting these unrealistic goals or high ambitious standards for yourself. Um, and you're just trying to make everything just right. And then you're never really satisfied. The person that deals with perfectionism is never satisfied with anything. And they're going to be like, oh, something right there, something right there. And you go back. I'm kind of like when you're doing your hair in the mirror and you look in the mirror again, you're like, oh, there's that little hair right there. I need to get it, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. So that is one. And then I like to go to the fears. There's two fears I talk about. Um, one is the fear of failure and the other is the fear of success. Um, and so the fear of failure, you just really kind of avoid doing the task altogether because you think you think your way out of the situation. You're thinking about it so much. <laughs> it consumes you so much. You get afraid to do it and you don't. Um, or there's a fear of success where you are afraid of the responsibilities or the expectations or the changes that might come with that success because you've never gotten there. You've never done this before. This is a new avenue. This is a new place that you're going to. And if you're a person who has in the past always dealt with um, rejection or there's been this cycle of things that have happened wrong to you, you don't think anything good can happen to you. And so you get into that mode of like, okay, well, what if it works? <laughs> what if I do become successful? Then what? You know, um, so there's there's both sides of the coin with that. I, I actually myself personally um, for years dealt with this, the fear of failure. But then when I began to accomplish things, when I started publishing my books, my first book, I was like, oh, wow. I, and I, I finally graduated from a, from a school. I was like, oh, my gosh, I finally did it. Um, yeah, then yeah. it no longer was the fear of failure, but it, then it was the fear of success. OK, now what's going to happen when I get on the other side of this? Because now things are actually starting to move for me. Um, and the last thing I want to I want to say um, in regards to signs is uh, one very subtle sign that I think we miss a lot is criticism, um, because everybody we all criticize ourselves like for the thing, anything we do, we criticize, we're looking at it, you know, differently than other people look at it from our perspective. Um, but at what point is criticism sabotage? Right. Um, and that's when the criticizing voice is louder than the voice of reason and it damages our sense of self-worth. And so then we start, you know, making statements like, well, I can't never do anything right, or I don't, you know, and so we start speaking those word curses out of our own mouth about what we're unable to do. So those are just a few, I, I name a lot in my book, um, Self-Sabotage Exposed. Yes, I love that. Everything you said is just so spot on. I definitely see myself in some of that in the past where the Lord had to deal with me about, you know, the fear of success, you know, the, you know, want to make sure everything is just right because it is like a reflection of us. And so can you explain to us, like when it comes to excellence, what is the difference between excellence and. Um, so the perfectionism aspect, um, when I'm talking about it, there's, it's really, um, in, in two realms, because, you know, we exist in two realms. And so when you think about it in the natural realm, in the perfectionism world, it's like that ambitious, that ambitious thing where you want to just everything got to be perfect. And then the kingdom arena, we use, like I was saying earlier, the spirit of excellence. However, the spirit of excellence is is not really excellence in God's eyes. It actually has become the spirit of excellence in what we want to see, what we want to do. And so when we began to do these things, God may give you one word and say, like, like, like you, um, woman of God, he gave you that thing that you did last year, the, the virtual, I think it was a workshop or something that you did. And he may give you one simple word like that. And you take that one word and you add all your fluff to it, but he didn't tell you to do all of that. 
And so that's where we get entangled in, oh, I'm just doing things in the spirit of excellence. But then by the time it gets to you, you know, producing the product or or holding the conference, you pulling your hair out because you've done way above. Way above. Yes. (laughs) Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Absolutely. That's what I mean by, yeah, it could that perfectionism. (laughs) You're doing all that stuff and you wore out. Mm-hmm. And the Holy Ghost is like, see, I didn't tell you to do all of that, but I'm going to let you go ahead exactly. and make it. I'm going to let you wear yourself out, you know? Exactly. And so I find that um, we've done that a lot in, in, in the kingdom of God is that we want everything to be just right and all this stuff. And, and literally we've, 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 if I can say this really quickly, we've gone to this extreme of all of these smoke and mirrors and all of this fluff. And then we forget what the real purpose is of what we were doing in the first place. Exactly. Listen, I hope that you are enjoying today's episode thus far. I want to take a moment to remind you to be sure to subscribe to this podcast. This will help us so much with the algorithm so that this episode can get out to more people. And if you can, if you don't mind, also take out time to leave us a review, a five-star review, okay? (laughs) So thanks again for uh, being here. Um, Be sure to also share this episode with people who may need it and to share with them more about the faith and mental wellness directory and the faith and mental wellness summit everything will be in the description box so stay tuned to hear the rest of today's episode exactly exactly that is so true oh god this is like uh so good, um, Dwala. So I, I'll share my quick testimony real quick sure. about perfectionism and everything. So for me, um, first coming into, you know, social media world, I guess you could say, because before that I had no interest in getting on social media. So the Lord was put, pushing me to do it. But so when I finally started showing up, you know, I saw what everybody else was doing. And, you know, I was like, oh, okay, well, this is how you're supposed to do it. I don't understand how to do certain things on different platforms yet. And so I got caught up in the season of trying to do it how everybody else was doing it, but I was finding myself burnt out. I was That's completely it. burnt out. And here's the thing. God is so funny. He will allow you to bump your head so many times until you come back to him and ask him, what's the problem? What's going on with me? And that's what happened to me. I didn't slow down enough to say, God, what do you want me to do? And finally, when I did that, he said, I want you to feed my sheep. And that's what? it. That's it. That's it. You don't have to do nothing else. I only got, I only had one part for you to do, and you was trying to do all five. Exactly. You were trying to make everything work together. You was trying to plant the seed, water yes. the seed. Yes. The he said, I only yes. need to do one of those things. Yes. Yes. And I was like, oh my God. And I even had a dream where I had went live, but you know, I'm very transparent anyway. My, I'm within personal life, whether I'm counseling somebody, whether I'm, you know, public, I share certain things about myself. So people can like relate to it, right? Mm-hmm. But in my dream, I was like pretty much like becoming like naked. So God was telling me, I'm not calling you to come up here and be completely vulnerable. I'm calling you to come up here and share my word. And that's it. So he kept wow. telling me that. And so when I finally got finally got it and started doing that, I, I, I didn't feel stressed. I didn't feel mm. tired. I didn't feel exhausted because I was doing what he told me to do and I wasn't adding anything to it. Okay. Wow. And so you can tell. So what are some signs to know when it comes to your body and when it comes to, I guess, like 
I don't want to say harvest, but mm-hmm. what's the word I'm looking for? You know how like you're doing something, but you feel you feel something in your body and you're looking at the product, like what's going on here? What are some right. signs you can kind of connect the dots for someone that was who was like me who didn't realize that I was operating all those things? Well, first and foremost, again, as I as I mentioned earlier, it's like if you are in, if this has been a pattern or a cycle you've been going through for years and years and years. Yeah. Again, it may it may take someone else even mentioning it to you for you to see it. Or um, if you are in those deep moments, because everybody, let's let's be honest, everybody is not praying like they should every day. Mm-hmm. If you were really praying and seeking God and meditating on the thing, meditating on your stuff, not anybody else's stuff, mm-hmm. your issues. Because a lot of times we go on prayer praying about other people. But yeah. when we go in there and we're asking God to reveal things to us, yeah. we better be ready for what he's going to show us. Yeah. And so sometimes people do see the signs immediately. There may be, like you said, in the natural world, there may be physical ailments that happen to you. There may be stress and, 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 and different things like that. And you need to find yeah. out the root cause of the stress well that it may be because you're doing you're just doing too much <laughs> you're just doing too much um but i believe i truly believe that if you want to see where you are erring in your ways you ask the lord you ask you you seek wise counsel you ask people who you trust mm-hmm. to tell you what what's the problem like i feel like i keep i keep getting to a certain point and i can't go any further can you help me can you give me some guidance on that? Not just going to the altar and getting some prayer, generic prayers. I, oh, I can talk about this subject all day. Um, because what happens is we think everything is going to fix itself at the altar, but there's something called after altar care. So you may need a little bit more yes. to, to understand, yes. especially if it's deeply rooted. It's not going to yes. go away in one altar, one altar moment. You didn't went up there and crying and foaming at the mouth and you go home and you still having the same problem. You may need some counseling. There's some other things or some other tools you need in your toolbox besides that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. So... Um, you mentioned that someone might have to mention it to you. So can you share with us whenever you are working with people, mm-hmm. how, how are you, how are you bringing that up to them? And like, how are they responding to you when you say that, Hey, this is self-sabotage. <laughs> well, for me, a lot of times it is, it's easy for me to just openly say it because a lot of people who come to me who are my clients, because I do counsel, mm-hmm. um, they already kind of have vetted me and they know what I'm about. <laughs> okay. So I'm able to just be transparent with them in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I don't, of course, I'm not going to say it on the first one or two uh, visits that we have or calls that we have or meetings that we have. I'm not going to just, as soon as I meet you, oh, you self-sabotaging, you know, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are some things that we do leading up to that mm-hmm. for me to officially really kind of see if that's what's happening. Because of course I have to see the pattern. And if I'm meeting you for the first time, I haven't been around you. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I have to investigate a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. So when it does come time for me to bring it up, I do just pretty much tell them that these are some signs of self-sabotage. And then I also give them some encouraging scriptures, right? Give them some things in the word of God, because what you have to begin to realize is, is what you're saying to yourself, what God says about you. Yeah. That's where you have to, that's where you have to decipher. Okay. Are these lies that the enemy is telling me? Are these lies that I'm telling myself? that I have believed are these lies that I have believed from my childhood growing up people, my parents or somebody who sold seeds of discord in within myself. And now I'm divided against myself and I'm not sure mm-hmm. how to behave or how to act. And I don't realize that I'm sabotaging my own destiny. 
that's so good that's so good I love it because I'll be honest with you like looking back over the years uh people that I've counseled most of the time we can recognize whenever we are operating in perfectionism sometimes and procrastination because I hate people oh Miss Torres I'm, I'm you know I'm really dealing with procrastination but I don't think no one really realizes how that self-sabotage go hand in hand mm -hmm. Um, with it and so what would you say be what would be like the behaviors of someone who specifically self-sabotage what they're doing that makes okay sense? so I in in the in the book I name different areas because what we don't realize also is that we self-sabotage ourselves but it does affect people around us as well so if you're in a relationship you're self-sabotaging your relationship but it's affecting the person that you're with as well and they don't even know why you're behaving that way you know, um, there are different behaviors such as lying is, is a big one. You you lie for no apparent reason or you lie because you want people to believe something else about you because you're embarrassed about who you really are or what you've really done. And so you kind of make up this lie about yourself to make yourself more esteemed. And then in the end, you end up hurting yourself and damaging yourself because the people find out that it was a lie. You know, and so it's like you might as well tell the truth in the first place. Right. So I talk about lying in the sense of um, you have like the compulsive liar. Then you have the pathological liars. One liar lies because there's a certain motive. The other liar lies for just they don't even know what the motive is. They just lie. Um, <laughs> I've, wow. I've, I have I thought about that. both of these people before. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. And so wow. we don't realize that, that. So that's one big one I found is 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 the lying because you're trying to really just make this other, especially somebody that's grow that didn't grow up, you know, necessarily um, in a good neighborhood and things like that. And they're, maybe they're maybe they're, um, you know, you see the Hallmark movies all the time. They they don't they, they, they try to give themselves a different cover and they move to another city or another state yeah. or another town. But what you don't realize is you moved, but the things are still in you. Mm hmm. There's the, there's the lying. I'm just looking at it here in my notes. There's the lying, uh, which is the form of sabotage, which is is actually a vicious spirit that can be only be driven out by truth. So you have to you have to combat that with the truth. And so the liar that I was talking about just now, there's that pathological liar, um, which is actually it, it that and now that also goes in, hand in hand with a symptom of a mental health disorder as well. You can get into, there's so many ways that you can go with this. It can even move from self-sabotage to a narcissistic personality disorder. Um, if you're a pathological liar, that's what narcissists do. Mm -hmm. um, and so there's the pathological liar and then there's the compulsive liar. Um, so the pathological liar is um, driven by irrational needs. However, a compulsive liar lies with no clear motive. So the compulsive liar lies because it's simply their response to cope with feelings. And anybody that comes to me for counseling, I give, I don't give coping mechanisms. I want to get to the root of it and we're exactly. gonna we're gonna get the root out yeah. and we're going to heal completely, not a coping it's mechanism. It's a band-aid. I mean, coping skills are great yeah. to have as you're healing, but they're not meant to be permanent, I guess you could yeah. say. You Absolutely. Know, of course we get triggered, things come up, but like if you're not dealing with the root of it, you're gonna be going in a circle. <laughs> absolutely this is what i love about the word of god it, people don't understand that the word of god is so sharp oh my gosh right i think about the scripture so much and we have the coping we have our, you know as you said earlier we in the natural we have the you know our mind our thoughts right but then we also have the spiritual component and we have the word of god and we need all those things all right to come together to help us to make progress we need both psychology and theology Mm -hmm. it, we can't just have one or the other. 
it, th there has to be an integration of the two things. Yeah. Um, and so there were some things in psychology that I have been studying um, that that really correlate with what's happening in the realm of the spirit and in the natural, because a lot of times, you know, we think we could just pray everything away. <laughs> that's not, no, it's not, that's not practical. We cannot just pray everything away. Something, like I said earlier, some things are actually mental disorders. And I think, I think that um, there's just been this stigma for years in, you know, in the black community and the church and everything that, you know, either you can pray things away or we are, we as a race, we don't do that kind of stuff. We don't, we don't need to go see counselors or, you know, and I'm just like, we're at the age where people are literally, there are so many people who suffer from anxiety. It's ridiculous. Mm, it's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> I have a certified anxiety um course that um I have for like therapists, life coaches, and that is the course that's purchased the most. <laughs> Out of all the courses I have, certifications I have, you know, I'm like, wow, Lord. I'm like, people really got to, gotta, like, you know, want to hone in on this. And in it, I share, you know, two strategies. I also share the word of God. And also my own testimony about healing from anxiety. And it was spiritual for sure. Yeah. And so um, I said, Lord, I got to create a workbook then because Ooh. people really are, they really need that. Um, and so how, okay, so speaking of anxiety, I'm pretty sure that goes hand in hand too with self-sabotage. Oh, yes. So how oh, yes. are you, how are you addressing some of that with the, the self-sabotage component and anxiety? So I usually take the approach I do. There are several different like assessments that I do um, with my clients yeah. in regards to that. Cause I'm trying to decipher a lot of times there may be one thing, but there may be multiple things going on with them. Mm -hmm. So the assessments that I do are going to decipher whether or not, okay, is this a low self-esteem issue? Mm -hmm. Is this an anxiety issue? Is this mm -hmm. a will issue? Some people are just lazy. Yeah. I had <laughs> people asking, am I just lazy? I'm like, well, I went to find out. <laughs> and how do you tell people they're lazy? Yeah, you know, exactly. how do you do that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. So the way that I approach that is I have to decipher if it's just mm -hmm. truly that anxiety and where the anxiety is coming from. Mm -hmm. um, and I think people don't realize even so, like there's a difference between they go hand in hand, but there is a difference between fear and anxiety. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes the anxiety comes with no known cause. Now, fear, you can name why you fear something. Mm -hmm. You know, if a dog is chasing you, OK, I'm afraid of the dog. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but when it comes to anxiety, Sometimes people, uh, they have this buildup of anxiety in them and they don't really know where it came from unless they were triggered by a word. So I yeah. always look at triggers. I always mm -hmm. ask them, um, I do a worksheet that I, I send them a worksheet. And I tell them, when you feel this again, you need to jot down what happened immediately before you felt that. Yes. You know, yeah. take a record of the things that are going on in your life and what's triggering mm -hmm. that anxiety, what's triggering that stress. Um, and then if I can jump over for a moment to the to the prophetic, um, when you are a prophetic person, sometimes the anxiety is not even from you. It's not. Uh, yep. It is the discerning yes. of spirits. One of the first books that uh, uh, literally illuminated me into this piece here in regards to the discerning of spirits was a book by Jennifer Eves called Seeing in the Supernatural. I love her. I have that book. I have that yes, book. Yes. yes. And yes. so that was when I recognized that one of the uh -huh. dominant traits that the Lord gave me in that season was the discerning of spirits. And yeah. I would be like, why do I sense this? Why do I taste this? Yeah. Why do I smell this? Why do I, mm -hmm. you know, and why do I feel like my heart is beating? Exactly. And, I'm like, yes. and, but I could be around people and be sensing those things. Mm -hmm. And so that's the reason why it's important to be mm -hmm. 
um, to decipher, is this me? Is this somebody else? And you can ask God, but a lot of people don't know that they they should be asking God and pursuing him and he'll tell you. And so my next question I want to ask you is, okay, what, what are five ways or five strategies, ways in which someone can heal from self-sabotage? We kind of went over a little bit, but if someone's listening now saying, hey, what is something I can do now to really start healing as I prepare to go see the wallet for counseling? <laughs> Absolutely. Well, one very important thing I would say to start the healing process, the healing journey, because it is going to be a journey, um, mm-hmm. is to acknowledge it first and foremost. Mm-hmm. You've got to acknowledge that this is actually happening. Mm-hmm. And in order for you f- to prevent it from happening, there you're probably going to have to start doing some things opposite of what you used to do. So mm-hmm. acknowledging it and then being having the confidence or, or, the, or I say the boldness to approach it or to address it um, and the ways that you address it. Number one is through prayer. Of course, Um, you want to pray. But I would say, I know that we always say pray and read your word, pray and read your word, but I need you to pray according to the word. Um, A lot of people will say, you know, oh, just pray about it, just pray about it. No, pray according to the word because a lot of our prayers are vanity. We don't even pray properly. And so because we don't pray properly or we have not even given been given sometimes a foundation of prayer, are we praying like our grandmother or our granddaddy or somebody we heard in church? We don't recognize that that prayer ain't hitting nothing. Mm-hmm. And so in order to actually understand and and heal, begin to heal from it, we've got to listen. Mm-hmm. And many times we run up in that prayer closet and we say, God, I need this, 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 and this. Okay, amen. See you later. Yes. So where can we find your book about self-sabotage? Right now it is available on Amazon. I am um, going to be doing um, expanded distribution. Um, so that's in the works right now. It's only available in paperback. It's not an uh, ebook format yet because of the expanded distribution that I'm doing, um, but it's available on Amazon, Self-Sabotage Exposed um, by Dwella Malone. Um, and eventually uh, it will be in other places. And where can we find you on social media? Awesome. So on social media, if you go to Facebook, um, it's just Duella, uh, Duella Malone uh, at Facebook. Um, I, for many years, um, again, stopped, taught prophetic dance training. So I have a, a academy called Fire Dance Academy. So all of my tags actually are Fire Dance ATX. So I also have a page, Fire Dance ATX. Well, thank you so much, Duella, for coming up here today and gracious with all this knowledge and information. It has been so, so good. And I hope that the audience has enjoyed this episode as well. Yes, so I enjoyed you guys it. next time. Thank you so much for being here. I really hope that you enjoyed today's episode and hearing all the nuggets and information that was shared today. Listen, me and Mr. Waller had a great time together. We talked even more um, before and after we recorded our episode. And also, I had an opportunity to go speak on her platform as well um, to her participants about my story about self-sabotage, anxiety, and so much more. So I just love it. And so again, if you're interested in becoming a guest, if you are a person who has an awesome testimony to share about your mental health and faith, and God has brought you out of something, this may be the perfect place for you to come and share your story. 
And also, if you are a provider who believes in the power of prayer, the power of the Holy Spirit and Jesus Christ, and you love to counsel others in life coaching, therapy, psychiatrists, and so much more, then definitely request to be a guest. The links to everything will be in the description box for you to check out. And again, don't forget to subscribe and join our email list. And we will talk to you next time. Thanks for being here.